0: josh is it hot in here to you it's extremely hot in here
1: (laughs) it's 80 degrees by the way yes but uh that's okay we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about it we're gonna continue on right as if it's 72 cool degrees in here so
0: In, in the minutes before we started the podcast i had my thermal imaging camera out and we were trying to figure out where the heat was coming from and we've, we've at least narrowed it down and narrowed it down <laughs> there's a big hole in the ceiling yeah <laughs> in the storage
1: room <laughs> next to our, our studio slash office so so we're working on trying to get that done and we have to turn the fans off whenever we do the podcast yep. so, so the, the
0: ventilation goes away
1: it does and you know hot air comes out of us for sure oh definitely um josh we're here again marcus point podcast yep we're happy it's thursday I'm happy it's Thursday, yeah. And uh, you are going to have uh, I
0: get to get to have, go have lunch with my wife after this. How about that?
1: <laughs> That's why you're, you came in smiling and all that. So uh, it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day all together. Yes. Uh, we met last night. Church met on Thursday, uh, Wednesday, like we usually do. And had gun club and 25 other classes around uh, right. around the church and uh, and it was a success as always. And we have some events coming up. Let's talk about real quick. Okay. All yeah, right? this is all
0: uh, on the calendar of PensacolaChurch.org. org.
1: First one May twenty first is the Marcus Point Kids Youth Surf Camp.
0: Yeah, we talked about this a little bit a uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, well, I think what they're going out to the beach to go surfing or something.
1: I think so. Yeah, think that's that's at, that is where I would go if I'm going if I'm here. Yeah, I think they are going out there. Gonna right. Sorry, going to do some <laughs> going to do, uh, do some surfing. So
0: you know, it's funny. Even though I you know I've lived in uh, Pensacola, which is a beach town for shoot like 24, 25 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never been a beach person. I I hate the heat. (laughs) I hate the sand. You know, I I, I hate being out there and everything. But I remember when I was in uh, graduate school the first time, I was taking this course. uh, It it was the the structural engineering program. But uh, at at the university I went to, we had to take some coastal engineering classes. And so we spent time, a lot of time, in this huge wave, uh, like um, wave pool, lab thing where okay. we would build a, a small shoreline with uh little structures on it to scale yeah. and then over on the other side there's this huge actuator with a was like a, a a flat wall that would mm-hmm. move
1: move back and in, forth in, right in the
0: way you program it so you could generate like t- uh, tidal waves right. or little bitty waves or hurricane chaotic waves mm-hmm. and, and then mm-hmm. on the other side those waves would propagate and you could see how uh what effect it would have on the shoreline right and then in the classroom we'd go in and look at all the math behind it you know like the navier stokes equations and uh wave pressure distributions and everything sure sure after <laughs> that class <clears throat> i would go out to the beach and I'm like okay this is cool now Mm -hmm. because I'd be watching the waves and I'd, you know, be seeing like how, (laughs) how the waves are affected by underground, uh, it's called bathymetry, like underground topography, you know, how, and how the waves refract and, you know, how it, you know, all the wave equations for, for ocean waves are, Basically, uh, repurposed equations from optics, okay. uh, light waves, and how it refracts in different media and stuff like that. Okay. So uh, it was it was an interesting. I don't know why I'm on this rabbit trail, but it was <laughs> well, <laughs> talking about the beach. Uh, <laughs> it, it gave me uh, a more more appreciation for the beach because I'm out there looking at the waves and right. visualizing the equations behind them, and it is so cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, I that is so funny because that's exactly what I think of when I go to the beach. <laughs> I think of the topography it's, on the bottom. It was like,
0: it's like Neo in the Matrix, if you ever saw that, you know, where it finally hit him and he saw the world as as uh, the the code that was running it. Oh, my
1: gosh. That is like you, isn't it? Uh, if sorry. That's re- if, if that's relaxing for you, then awesome. I still hate the heat in the sand, yeah, but I enjoy watching
0: go. the waves. So. Well, this has been another nerd minute with Josh. <laughs> we should open up with that every
1: time. What well, we kind of do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> true just by nature. Hey, Sunday, May 22nd, this Sunday.
0: Yes, the Hero Sunday. Yes. Yep, that's where we uh take a a, a day to set aside and honor uh, first responders um of all kinds really and uh you know dedicate that Sunday to them and yep.
1: It's a it, Special event. It, it is a special event. It used. It is annual, and it used to be
0: roll up to church, and there's cops everywhere.
1: Everywhere. <laughs> it used to be just police officers. Yeah, and then we went to first responders, which I think right. was a great, uh, great decision. Mm-hmm. Last year, <clears throat> last year they uh, brought some mounted uh, police, and there right. were four or five mounted police stationed under the uh, drop-off spot at, at door one, and there was one very large horse and the rest were regular size except for one other one which was a small horse mm-hmm. and they put those two horses side by side and it was like two different animals sitting yeah. there the small one had uh, perfected the art of falling asleep he'd stand there and his eyes were closed mm mm-hmm. He wasn't flinching. He wasn't doing anything. I don't know, know much about horses, but that horse was asleep, bro. <laughs> that horse was sitting there asleep, and every now and then a child would go up and pet his nose, and you could see him barely open his eyes, Yep. <laughs> and he'd fall back asleep. Yep. Yeah, it was so funny. It, it was just a beautiful, beautiful uh, horse, all of them. And the other ones were, the big one was related to, um, what are they, Clydesdales? Clydesdales, yeah. It, it was a foot. Maybe foot and a half taller than any other of right. the horses. It stood out and wider, and just, just beautiful, beautiful horse. Well, as
0: a kid growing up back in Texas, um, yeah, I lived way out in the country, and my neighbor had a couple horses, and I always got to take care of them when we went on vacation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know during the days anyway, because I homeschooled right. uh, on breaks between classes, i'd go out and you know hang out with the horse mm-hmm. with, with bunny and buck Bunny, and, and, buck, all right, nice. <laughs> and i'd take some carrots to them and you know run mm-hmm. across the field while they're chasing me getting carrots and <laughs> sit on the hay bales and stuff it was a lot of fun i, I miss them
1: <laughs> certain smell around horses that i think is good i just yes. just uh, i mean you know if, some. No- if you've grown up with that yeah. it's a nostalgic smell yeah, it's not yeah, necessarily
0: yeah, yeah. a good smell but it's nostalgic, it's nostalgic yeah smell. same like when i used to go to the uh, to local rodeos or mm-hmm. something you know yep. it's like yep. okay yep. this is kind of like that reminds me yeah. of back in the day that's right
1: <laughs> that's right uh got another uh, june 13th a nashville trip for the prime timers yes uh 55 and older uh, they come to the church, and they have an opportunity to participate in the senior adult ministry with uh, Pastor Butch Callahan, and uh, they travel and do all kinds of stuff every, um, every Now, do they
0: require proof that you're 55 or older, or do they just, like, take your word for it? I've seen Pastor Butch ID people. You? Yes. <laughs> yes, no, <So>. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're no, not you know. 55 or older. You <laughs> get out of this bus.
1: Well, I, I had some, a couple years ago, I had a, had a, had one of the members come up to me and start talking to me about one of the events that's coming up. And in my mind the whole time, I was thinking, okay, she wants me to market for her. Okay, I'll, I'll tell other people about it. Well, she was telling me about it because I actually fit into that category, and I wasn't thinking that she – I just wasn't thinking about You know what I mean? Why right. are you telling me about this senior citizen thing? But anyway, it's, it's –
0: <laughs> So what you're saying is you're old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Uh, And I don't feel old or or think I'm old. That's the problem. Right. All right. So what's the next thing, Josh?
0: Uh, Oh, man, we have uh, this uh, tremendous VBS program Mm -hmm. that goes on in the summer. And uh, ours at church at Marcus Point here is going to be the June thirteenth to seventeenth, and here's here's the, the the thing that's probably different about this one than any other one in town. This one actually happens in the evening. Yes, it does. Um, yep. Six to eight nightly, right. June thirteenth to June seventeenth, and and the uh, theme this year is Spark Studios. Spark Studios. Um, I'm not sure what the Spark means, but created in Christ, designed for God's purpose. Excellent. Uh, man, I tell you what, that theme is extremely um, uh, uh, like, applicable to what we've sort of been talking about yes. in the gun club Bible studies. Right. Cause we've been talking about, uh, this leaked, uh, SCOTUS opinion, you know, Supreme court decision, yeah. uh, our opinion about the overturning Roe versus Wade. And so next week we're concluding that mm-hmm. and we're answering questions really from both sides of this debate of, uh, when does life begin, is there value to life, and if there is, where does that value come from? Right, yes. um, things like that. Because la- the past two weeks we've discussed sort of the the constitutional aspect of it, which right. is what the uh, the uh, opinion really dives into is <laughs> mm-hmm. the the constitutionality of Roe versus Wade, and then uh, right. a subsequent decision in, in the early nineties. Uh, which is another uh, case, uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. right. And uh, so we, we did that for the last two weeks. and so this next week we're looking at it more on a philosophical level.
1: Right. Where does that, I, I like what you said last night. Where, where does that value come from? If it's value? I mean, a human uh, a um, person that doesn't believe in a higher power, or believe in Jesus Christ or whatever, they can they can still have value for something, of course, right. right? They value their possessions or value whatever whatever they put on it. But there's no there's no overall value. There's right. there's no uh, true value where life is, right? Or, or where anything is, and, right. and if that's the case, then who make who makes the
0: it's, the call? It's similar to um, you know when we're talking about value. It's similar to. Uh, to money, You know, we, we have all these pieces of paper with president's pictures on them that claim to be worth a certain right. amount of money. And at one time, if you had one of those pieces of paper that said a dollar on it, then there was somewhere in a vault, of, a chunk of gold worth a dollar mm-hmm. that that <clears throat> verified the value or that confirmed the value of that piece of paper. And then yeah. we went off of that standard. And, you know, you can argue all day long yeah. whether or not that was a good decision or not. But now we have uh we have the same paper money that's not backed by an objective value yeah. a, an, an objective metal it's now based on uh speculation and the promises of of people and hmm. now it varies all the time right. and uh Mm -hmm. Usually it varies in a downward trend, (laughs) unfortunately, but uh, it's, it's, it's a similar uh, mechanism when you're talking about life. If the value that we place on life, regardless of when that value begins, Mm -hmm. if that value is there's only two choices there's you an objective standard that gives us what that value is which is what the declaration of independence claimed right we right. have uh we have been endowed by our creator right with uh, certain uh, certain rights and so that tells us that you know when life begins that life is protected and that life has value and that value doesn't come from us that value comes from a creator right and if we if we take that part away from it, then where does you know what assigns that value? Mm-hmm. It's the opinion of a person, right. mm-hmm. and the opinions of people change. And not only that, but if uh, is it the opinion of one person? Is it the the, the opinion of a majority mm-hmm. of people? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a moving standard, and it's right. one that you know how, how does one person's opinion outrank another person's opinion, and if there is even a hierarchy of how people's opinions rank, where does that standard come from? Right. You know, because ultimately there has to be some sort of standard outside of people. That's a constant that we have to refer to regardless of majority opinion or, mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever. We certainly
1: moved away from that.
0: Oh, definitely. We have. Yeah. And you know, there, there was uh, a famous, Sort of uh, conversation uh, that that happened during the, uh, the the trials after the the Second World War, where they were trying the German soldiers and everything about right. uh, the the crimes against humanity that they did. And, and you know, one of their uh, one of their arguments was that uh, we were following orders. This was what was legal. Um, mm-hmm. We were doing what was allowed. And the the counter argument to that was, yes, but there is a higher authority that mm-hmm. we need, that humans are mm-hmm. at least subconsciously aware of Right. that overrules that sort of mentality. Right. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what they were referring to as an objective standard of truth and morality. And, and you know, we rejected that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, Interesting discussions in in Gun Club uh, on Wednesday nights that we've been having with with regard to this issue.
1: Excuse me. Everybody has been participating in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last night we had nine people, which is low for us. But there were still questions and comments and everything. This is Roe versus Wade, and uh, what was the other one?
0: Uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey in 1993. And then this uh, most recent... Uh, opinion that or draft opinion that was leaked um, had to do with the uh, law that is being passed in Mississippi the gestational um, gestational age act I think it's called
1: and that just gives it gives the states the right to make that call rather than the federal government or it moves towards that which was the intent of
0: Right. Well, the law in Mississippi was uh, the the state's attempt to put limitations on abortion after 15 weeks. Okay. Um, and you know that 15 weeks is a is a sort of a milepost where most of the physio- physiological development of uh, of that child has has already taken place. Now it's just maintaining and growing okay. so you know the heartbeats there the lungs are there the vital organs are there it's moving around the womb on its own uh, you know all, all of these things are happening before the 15 week mark so they've they, uh, a- attempted to pass legislation that says abortion is limited in most cases after 15 weeks and so uh, obviously that's in conflict with Roe versus Wade and then the uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey And so it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court's uh, opinion was this needs to stay in the state's hands because uh, matters of this magnitude are more appropriately handled by the elected representatives, not the court. Uh, because the, the, the court's role is to be a final check on any laws that are passed on the federal level that go beyond the scope of what the Constitution allows the federal government to do. So their uh, their point was Roe v. Wade was counter to the, the Constitution because the, the right to an abortion is not explicitly uh, – uh, stated in the Constitution as being a right that is protected. Now, there's some guidelines, like in the 14th Amendment and the 4th Amendment and things like that, about other rights that weren't specifically mentioned in the Constitution. But that opinion, uh, the the Dobbs opinion uh, about the Mississippi law that was uh, written by Alito, um, sort of makes the case that... You know Roe v. Wade was a step in the wrong direction for the court. Regardless of what your opinion is, the court shouldn't be making this decision because the court is not a legislative body; it's a judicial body to keep the other branches in check with respect to the Constitution. And and Roe versus Wade overstepped those bounds. It became a legislative document in a lot of cases, in in a lot of ways. And uh, so the the opinion, you know, a lot of people are marking it as this. You know, they're trying to overturn Roe v. Wade, make all abortion's illegal. No, no, no. They're, they're getting out of the game entirely right. and putting this issue back in the hands of the states, back into the hands of the, of people's elected representatives mm-hmm. so that if there's a majority in Mississippi that, that don't want abortion, then that's where the laws of Mississippi head. If there's a majority in California that do want abortion, that's where, you know, the, the state of California will head. Right. Uh, and so it sort of uh, fragments uh, the states on this issue. And allows the states to determine for themselves where this goes and keep it out of the hands of the federal government.
1: Is it your opinion that uh, um, the right to – I'll just use their term – the right to choose uh, people are not in favor of the states having the right to make that decision?
0: Well, the the argument is people who are in favor of abortion want the federal – uh, want there to be a mandate at the federal level that, that, um, doesn't, that, that restricts any, well, restricts any restrictions yeah. on, <laughs> on okay. the availability of abortion. Uh, that's kind of phrased confusingly, but, um, so the, you know, the, the side that's pro-abortion wants the federal government to protect what they call the right to an abortion.
1: That's a blanket. That would be a blanket thing. Right. So just all in one instead of letting the states do it. Right. Which, you know,
0: the original Roe decision still placed some limitations on it, like in the third trimester, Um, you know, and and it even used words like viability and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there, even in Roe versus Wade uh, back in 1973, there were limitations that took effect during the president, you know, before, before birth, right. Uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, 1993 sort of expanded on that and said, okay, we're, we're going to take off all the restrictions and we're going to allow abortion, um, you know, uh, allow, abortion in more cases. Mm-hmm. So it took off like the third trimester limitation and, and things like that. So, you know, it, it's ironic, you know, and we talked about this a little bit last night, um, from our perspective in 2022, being in support of life, we look back as at Roe versus Wade as sort of being a step backwards in the direction of the right Right. Uh, you know, in in, in the right direction because Roe still did have limitations on it where there where those limitations don't exist today. Right. Um, it just depends from what point in history you're looking at row. Mm-hmm. If you're behind Roe uh, or before row and you're looking at it, uh, it's a step in the wrong direction. If you're after mm-hmm. Roe and you're looking at it, it's a step in the in the right direction because mm-hmm. it's in the direction of more limitations. Right. Um, but it it's you have to be careful when you approach it like that, because that sort of stance can be misinterpreted because as Christians, we believe uh, that uh, life begins at conception, that life is inherently valuable, that, uh, you know, that life was created in the image of God and that image is sacred and deserves protection. Uh, And, and where that subtends itself uh, or extends itself into the law is um, because we have an an unalienable right to life that was endowed by our creator, then that life deserves legal protection under the mm-hmm. law as well. Uh, and I'm not an attorney. I'm an engineer. An but, in you know, <laughs> but you can read. But <laughs> I can read. I'm, I'm used to reading <laughs> right. reading building codes and, and legal documents. Right, so right. Well, it <laughs> so is I'm a, at least giving my opinion, that's all.
1: It's a sad sad day whenever we can agree that we would prefer Roe versus Wade over what we have today right uh, that's a that's, that's a sobering thought mm-hmm. in reality
0: with the qualification that we don't want to stop there
1: right <laughs> right it's a, it's a step in the right direction right um, Josh what, what do you say whenever uh, the majority of people the conversations that I've had and what I've read um, the people that are right to choose um, they seem to initially bring up the uh. Safety of the mother being at risk mm-hmm. should there be uh, should there be an uh, uh, exception for that right and why is that n- really not the question
0: well it it's an overwhelming minority of, yes. of cases mm-hmm. and you know I often ask ask people when I get into these conversations uh, you know say okay we'll talk about that because that's that's the minority of cases but first. Let's talk about the ones where there is no issue. There's no medical issue. It's purely a matter of convenience. Can we agree on something like that? And most often there is an agreement, right. which shows that it's not about the extreme case. Right. It, it, it's mm-hmm. about just the ability to choose an abortion regardless right. of what your reason is. Right. Um, so, uh, you, know, you know, another thing that comes up is uh, invariably – some sort of poll or statistic comes up that says, you know, the majority of people want are, are in favor of abortion. Uh, but then on the other side, we, you can produce studies that show that a majority of people polled are against, right. uh, abortion, or at least agree to limitations on it in some way or another. And, you know, I used to teach statistics and, you know, the problem with polls is that they're extremely sensitive to, uh, the group of people that are being asked right. uh, sure, where sure. that, where that, Uh, random sampling of people is, uh, you know, takes place geographically or whatever. You know, a random sample of people in California isn't going to be, isn't going to reflect the same overall opinion as a random sample of people in Florida, right?
1: Absolutely. Even even farther (coughs) than that, the random sample of people that you'd pick at Marcus Point Baptist Church would be different. The polls, the, the results would be different if you ask us and if you ask the church right across the street, you know, certain questions would be, and
0: and even if, even if you're evenly distributed of over all of the cities over the United States, the fact that you're going to cities Mm -hmm. is going to skew your results in one direction or the other, because, Mm -hmm. you know, usually, uh, you know, there, there's a trend with, uh, people's beliefs, in 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 cities in large cities versus people's beliefs in rural communities so mm-hmm. you know there there's all kinds of ways of skewing statistics even if it's even if it's not on purpose sure um, right. you know that's right. that's a huge issue in in descriptive statistics is 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 there uh, either a bias that was put in there on purpose or a bias that was that wasn't on purpose. It just happened to be in that study. Yeah. Um, and and people devote a lot of time and effort to, uh, to tweaking things like polls and uh, surveys and things like that to eliminate the possibility of a bias uh, because it's so easy for that to creep in even right. when we're not trying to. But regardless, you know, one of the questions that we're going to talk about next week as we sum this whole issue up is let's say that there is a majority opinion that says, you know, opinion A. Do we is the sole arbiter of truth the majority opinion, or is there ever a time when the majority opinion has to be overruled?
1: Mm, boy, that's a great. That's a great question. I mean, that is that's today, man. Right. Mm, because
0: if 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 we have really regardless of your approach to this if you're coming from a secular perspective and um you know the the majority the majority rules well the majority can change so does that mean what was right yesterday because yesterday a majority ruled now when we look back at that from you know from today's majority was that wrong because today's majority changed or was so like Mm -hmm. if if you can take one action Mm -hmm. let's take slavery for instance because everyone pretty much agrees slavery is wrong right right? correct but at one time you know slavery the support of slavery was a majority decision so Mm -hmm. are we going to admit that at one time slavery was right because the majority supported it Mm -hmm. or is there a higher level of, of moral authority that tells us that slavery is wrong even if the majority vote for it and it's the same issue here right uh, it's it's, yeah. it's the same with really every issue mm-hmm. if we have an objective standard of morality then there are some times when the majority has to be overruled mm-hmm. uh, because of that
1: that makes sense
0: uh, but that's a really hard pill for yeah. everyone to swallow mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: if only we had the ultimate truth Right. <laughs> if, if we just had, and maybe a book to go along with that. Right. Man, I think it would be a lot.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a three part problem. It, you know, do we have that? Do we have that truth? Is there a book to go along it? Mm-hmm. And do we do we study that honestly? Right. Yes, right. Because there's a lot of people that throw throw that book around That's to true. prove anything. It's yeah. they treat it like. Some of the justices treat the Constitution yeah, right as mm-hmm. as a document that can just be manipulated to say whatever they want. That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, humans.
0: Yes. If it, Whenever uh, humans get involved, stuff man. gets messed up.
1: <laughs> It'd be a great world if it wasn't for us humans. I will tell you that. Right <laughs> well, now. that was
0: the goal of the founding uh, of the founding of the uh, you know the balance of power is you know and, and we dealt with this when we did the series on the Federalist Papers. It's like how do you know uh, uh, people people need to be governed, but uh, the the governing structure people need to be governed because people are intrinsically flawed right. but the structure of government is filled by people who are intrinsically That's flawed right, yes. so how do you make a, a government of flawed people uh, govern a body of citizens who are flawed citizens
1: majority rule maybe i don't know the, the heart is desperately wicked above all things and, yes. and de- you know
0: yeah, right as <laughs> right. deceitful above all things and desperately wicked and so you know that was one of the reasons for the balance of, of powers because you know you have uh uh Uh, representatives who are elected by popular vote, but you have senators who are uh, assigned by the legislatures, which, you know, that got changed eventually anyway uh, in in an uh, amendment to the Constitution. But then you have uh, the executive branch who uh, works more like, uh, you know, more closely to like a monarchy, uh, monarchy type system, but he's limited by uh, by the powers that are given to the legislative branch, and then the judicial branch is there to keep both in check. To be like, okay, it doesn't matter if the majority of representatives and, and uh, by association, the majority of the citizens vote this way. If it goes beyond the uh, powers we've given to the federal government in the Constitution, it doesn't matter what the majority says. The legislature doesn't have that authority to do to, in the first place, mm-hmm. and so it, it's a way of uh, of. Uh, of sort of invoking some objective standard outside of ourselves uh, Mm -hmm. to keep our government in check. That's why, you know, and and we talked about this uh, too at at certain times uh, in, in the legislative branch in the house chambers, when you look up, there's all these busts of lawmakers from history, like um, uh, Pope Innocent, the the third, I think, and um, uh, Hammurabi and all and, and they're all looking at one person in the center and that's moses and and moses is the only face that's facing forward Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's looking across the room at this plaque that says in god we trust because Mm -hmm. we all defer to the laws of moses uh uh, as the authority but the laws of moses uh point us to point us to god as the Mm -hmm. ultimate author uh, of authority Mm -hmm. and you know that's there in the house chambers as a visual right. reminder of that but i don't think anyone ever looks up <laughs>
1: I, I don't i don't think you can see it on tv either no you can't there. They, right? they just they they edit, not edit it out but they yeah where the, get out where, of the frame
0: yeah we're on the speaker's dais like you know the uh uh, State of the Union address and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It's right below that in God We Trust.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. John, you got to go have lunch with your
0: wife. Yes, man. So I do. Let's
1: go ahead and close this up. <laughs> we could talk for for another couple hours. Yeah, we
0: month. sort of got derailed on on our schedule today. <laughs> I I sorry, to, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I
1: wanted to talk about that because it's such a, a hot topic and it's important. But for right now, we're going to close up. Uh, we have campuses: Marcus Point has campuses Pensacola, Beulah, North Pace. You can mm-hmm. check us out. Uh, call our office eight 85- 479 Go to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram uh, for uh, Marcus Point Baptist Church. Uh, info at Marcus Point Baptist Church. Pensacola Church is the website. Yep. One thing that, uh, that we always do is uh, we're always trying to reach the goal of connecting to God, connecting to one another, and connecting to a lost world. And everything that we do here is... With that goal in mind, yes, and including this podcast, so we we hope that we're we're, we're helping in some way or another.
0: Yep. Um, Which, by the way, the podcast I think is still called Pensacola Shooting Sports because yes. uh, it was the Gun Club podcast for right. like two years, and we just transitioned over to being the the Marcus right. Point podcast. Yep. Gonna, so if you look for look for us, yeah, look for us. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple different ways you might have to. <laughs> right, right.
1: That's true. We're gonna we'll, we'll we'll make it a a clear change whenever we do that. We'll. we'll we'll, we'll clearly talk about it here also yes uh, there you go all right guys thank you very much for listening for guys and girls listening and we'll talk to you all next week cool